Welcome to Ascended Masters at Work Radio with your host, Shirlene Reeves, the world's business success coach and author of Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom. Live on BBS Radio, Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Time, where we focus on taking the right step-by-step actions towards generating a consistent business income. Listen in as Shirlene empowers small business owners with one-on-one coaching and her million-dollar business blueprint. On Ascended Masters at Work Radio, you'll discover the secrets to building an effective, income-generating business. Find the answers for selling your programs and products without rejection. Get the solutions for building a strong financial foundation and learn from one-on-one coaching with Shirlene Reeves and her guests how to develop integrated programs so compelling that your clients can't resist saying yes. If you wish to be coached now, get in the queue by dialing 888-627-6008. Each business owner is selected on a first-come, first-served basis. Now, let's welcome your host, business success coach and certified financial educator, Shirlene Reeves. And hello, everyone. This is going to be a great program, and you're going to be amazed at what we're about to share with you. And as I said, these four weeks, and we've had the holidays in between, we've been talking about money And the individual that I bring to you tonight comes all the way from Australia. I really love that we have the ability to talk to anyone we want to talk to all over the world. And it's practically free. Pretty cool, right? And we could talk to all these valuable, wonderful people no matter where they are. Now, when I say we're going to talk about money, don't start yawning, okay? This is going to be a really good show and you're going to learn an awful lot and one of the things about business in our world is that we have to be well aware of our finances and what is going on with our finances because i see so many entrepreneurs who look the other way when it's time to pay bills or they don't even want to think about the fact that they haven't made much money and i was just telling that my mastermind group that i have every wednesday that what we need to do with our money is decide, first of all, what it is we want for the year. What is it that you really want? How much money do you really want to make this year? And when I ask you that, you know, sometimes people can't even conceive of making 100000 or $200,000. So we have to boil it down to per month. And when you look at the big number, if you divide it by 12, that tells you how much you want to make every month. And then here's the scary thing. I told them, then divide it by 30 and you'll find out how much money you have to make every day. Uh, It does add a bit of pressure, I gotta tell you. But it will keep you on task and it'll keep you in the view of making it to the end of the year and reaching your goals. So money is, it's not an ugly thing. I, I, many of you know, I just put out my book, Selling Through Your Heart. And a big part of what I talk about in that book is money. And so many people think, 
oh, money's dirty, or it, those who have a lot of money end up with a challenge because they don't want to give it to anybody else. It creates a lot of greed. Or maybe they don't even think they're worth the money that they're going to, well, let's see, going to charge or should charge. So many entrepreneurs I talk to don't even charge enough for their programs. And then their potential clients don't feel like they are worthy enough to do it. This person that I'm going to introduce to you tonight is an international bestseller. And he's all about want more money, honey. And <laughs> his book, Want More Money, Honey, is a complete no fluff, quick and easy to read book for managing personal financial matters. And he really specializes more with women. He's not your average business owner. He brings a diverse wealth of experience to the table as an expert within the financial planning genre. And he also is really good at internet marketing and business development space. Our guest today has also written Rich Girl, Poor Girl. Some of you have heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I bet. And um, I, I, I follow him to the ends of the earth. That's Robert Kiyosaki. But this person wrote Rich Girl, Poor Girl, and it also is the number one Amazon bestseller. And his latest book is Spend and Grow Rich. I love how he camps on other titles. It makes us feel more familiar with it, don't you think? So this gentleman is named Nobby Kleinman. And as I said, he comes all the way from Australia. And he is all about uh, developing the world's first complete program to help women manage money and eliminate debt. So many of us have debt challenges. And he wants to support you in building a secure financial future. So the best way to do that, of course, is to become educated. And once you become educated, that empowers you into a better financial space. Let's welcome Nobby Kleinman to the show. Welcome, Nobby. And how are you going? Great. I'm doing great. And I'm so glad you're here with us tonight so that you can share your expertise with our listeners. So tell us who you are or a little bit about yourself and why you develop this program around women. Okay. So um, look, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really honored to be on your show. Um, I've known about you obviously for a number of years and uh, I think the work that you're doing with um, with people and money is important as it is with anybody. But my background goes back, I did uh, 20 years as a financial planner for companies down here in Australia and um, I just got to a stage where it was no longer satisfying me because something was missing and um, it, there was a lot of compliance and things like that going on and I, and I thought the fun's gone out of it so I'm getting out of it and I did. And I took a couple of years off and after a couple of years I got bored of traveling and, and landscaping around home and a switch went off in my head and said um, you've got to get back into doing something. So I wanted to go back and um, work with people on money but I just didn't know what to do until uh, a memory clicked in my head and it was 
one question that I was always being asked and always by women, and that was, I don't want to know about financial planning, insurance, or investment advice. I just want to know, how do I manage my daily money? And um, so what was happening was they were running out of money before they were running out of month. And um, I looked around for uh, for a program. I, I looked at all the budget programs that were available. And, you know, they all did the same old thing. Nothing changed in all the years. So I set about finding a different way to do it. And being the rebel that I am, everything's got to be different to the norm. And, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so that's what I ended up doing. And, and I just had to think about how I was going to do it. And the big problem was um, people have got an income. Generally, they can live on the income that they've got. The trouble is it's how they're spending it and how they're paying things off and the order in which they're doing it. And if they don't know the best way and the optimal way to do it, it's going to end up costing them not just financially but also mentally and physically um, and in time. Uh, so what my program ended up doing was working out the optimal way in which people could pay off their debts far more quickly and save years of lost time and thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in, um, in wasted interest. Mm, that's awesome. You know, that's really awesome because one of the things, and I'm going to let you explain this, but as a certified financial educator, I talk about the rule of 72. You know about that, right? Absolutely. Uh, would you like to explain that to our listeners? Well, the rule of 72 is simply the, the number of years it takes to uh, double your money. So um, you would take your interest and divide it uh, to get the number of years it would take to, to you know, uh, double the the um, interest that you've earned right and it can work the other way also it can work in the way of your debt on your credit cards and, <clears throat> and or college loan debt because you know one of the things I've really noticed is that when people get out of college they don't have the money to pay that loan back so they just keep saying oh I'll pay it later I'll pay it later and on top of that, they're allowed to defer the loan payment. And when they do that, or when they do that with any credit card, then what happens is it takes a small period of time to double the, the principal that you actually owe. Would that be right? Yes. Um, actually, I was surprised when I came across to America how big the problem is with student debt. Um, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of people are suffering with uh, with lots of personal debt, but I was never aware that um, student debt was such a huge problem in the States and people live with it um, well into their 40s and 50s even. That's right. And it's the fifth largest income uh, generated for the government as well. And that's why you hear them advertising for the school loans when it's time for school so heavily um, is because of that reason. And then they let people sail, meaning not pay the debt, uh, because they know that it is doubling over time. And they've got nothing to lose because you can never get rid of that debt. You cannot. You can't even file bankruptcy and get rid of it. 
But let's go back to paying off debt and credit cards. When we're looking at credit cards, we're um, just, let's use an example of 18%. Then if you're only making the minimum payment, you're probably based on the rule of 72, going to double that money in about three and a half years. So that's why you always want to pay off more, right, Nobby? Oh, absolutely. Look, even the smallest amount um, over and above the minimum payment uh, will help to cut years off. So you have a program and is it based around paying off their debt? How, what is your, how is your program set up? Do you know, it's not unlike, um, I hate to use the word budget because budget conjures up so many, you know, uh, frightening things for people. It's restrictive, it, it's limiting, and um, it just means that life is over and people have given up. Uh, so people would prefer not to use the budget, but budgets work on money in and money out, and budgets work, but people don't. Um, so <laughs> yeah. this is more about um, cash flow. So it still works on money in and money out as any financial program has to do. And it's then a matter of utilising the amount of money that is left over, but it's also utilising, as I said earlier, uh, or optimising how you pay those debts off. So a lot of people have probably heard of snowballing, uh, mm -hmm. where they'll select the debt with the, the smallest amount or the smallest interest rate or whatever um, to pay that off as quickly as possible so they can then take that amount of money and add it to the next debt. And in essence, that's pretty much what my program does, but it optimizes amongst six different uh, choices uh, as to which is the best way to do it. And um, uh, then it will, uh, it'll tell the user, here's the best way to do it, um, put this plan into place, make these other changes as well, so that you know a, a lot of the people are spending money that they're not even aware of um, a lot of women have come to me and said, you know, until we did your program, we weren't aware how much money was running through our fingers just like water, had no idea until they sat down and started doing their homework. And all of a sudden, it just uh, turned the corner for them and they became aware. And that's the important thing. Mm. So what do you have them start doing as a first step? The absolute first step is gathering all of their information together, knowing what they're spending and where it's going. So that would mean they'd have to open all those envelopes that are sitting over on the kitchen table, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, it, it's the hard stuff. Nothing happens without doing the hard stuff first. Um, mm -hmm. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Uh, <laughs> The problem is they, they're never going to get ahead if they don't take that first step. And addressing it um, is far easier than worrying about leaving it there. Um, the, the fear is greater from not knowing than addressing um, that fear and getting into it and saying, gosh, it, it's only money. It's only a debt. I can take care of this. But until you know what it is that you've got, you can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what I tell people too. And a lot of times I will sit down and look at their whole, everything that they're doing, because I can usually find 
money for them without having without them having to work any harder to make the money that exactly. they need that's extra. Yeah. Yep, it's exactly. right there. And they it don't is. even realize it. No. And and that's the the thing, but it's the fear that's stopping them from doing anything. Um you know, when I used to work with women early and they'd say, uh, if that's all I'm going to have left over, uh, I'm not giving up my glass of wine on a Friday night for that. <laughs> okay. So go deeper into that, Nobby. What, a, you know, how, how is it that they get to that place? With the program or with, with their thinking? With their thinking. With their thinking, I think it's because, um, especially for women, women are in a very vulnerable situation in life. Um, and that was one of the things that I learned very early on in my financial planning career was that it didn't matter what you said to guys. Um, a, you know, a guy could go and live on his mate's couch um, or in the back of a car, but a woman is very vulnerable. Uh, they're, they're often the ones who've got the children, got all the responsibilities and everything like that. But at the end of the day, they can be just left on their own and they're far stronger than men. But they also um, look for a lot of support. And um, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a knight in shining armour, but uh, I just had this thing to get out and help women. So, um, again, it comes down to they're left at home with looking after the children, looking after the household, trying to manage on what they've got. And every day the cost of living goes up um, and they've got to juggle uh, what they've got to play with. And, and quite often it, it's getting less and less and there's not enough left over. And so they've got to try and justify everything. And, it, you know, it's hard when you can't feed the children or you've, either, you've got to decide between feeding them or sending them to school. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's a tough gig for women. It really is. I know a lot of women are even moving out of the specific area that they're in. I know particularly California and into less expensive areas just so they can meet that budgeted income that they have. It's it's really come to that where they just have to pick up and leave and go somewhere else and start over. Have you noticed that? Yeah, look, I heard that even when I was over there, people were saying to me, I think it's, I'm not sure which states they are, but there are some states where either you don't pay state tax or it's so cheap to live there um, that it mm -hmm. just makes sense mm -hmm. to go and live there. Um, and, and that really is a shame. We're having the same sort of troubles, I guess, in Australia, but um, everywhere globally, nothing is any different. Everybody's in the same boat. The cost of living is going up. Uh, wages are not keeping pace with that. Um, inflation is low, so that's not too bad. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, with without any wages growth, uh, people are going backwards. Um, they're not earning interest as much as what they used to. Um, not everybody can play with Bitcoin and make thousands of dollars overnight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so the cost of living is, is killing people. One of the greatest assets that women have, and this might sound scary or ridiculous, is to actually own their own car or van so they've got somewhere to sleep. Mm. Wow. That is crazy, absolute crazy. You know, um, I, I can relate to that because um, there was a time when I was living in a little 18-foot trailer 
and I barely had any money at all, even to feed my children. And <clears throat> it was a really scary situation. In fact, we were living on the beach because there was not even any place to park this trailer because yeah. you know when you're gonna park a trailer somewhere, you gotta pay, you gotta yeah. hook up, you gotta, you know, and, um, uh, you know, I was at the end of the end of my rope at that time, and I only had 15 cents left in my pocket. That was it, and and some rice and beans. And <clears throat> I know how difficult it is to feed two little boys and live in a situation like that. And I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's been in that space. No. No, look, I mean, there's programs on TV. You look at the homeless situation. I can't fathom why so many people are becoming homeless. Um, a lot of it has got to do with, obviously, with unemployment. It's got to do with the cost of living. They can't afford rent. Um, and the other side of the thing is is drugs. But if you don't take, you know, you leave drugs out of the situation, out of the, the conversation, and just work on the financial side of things, it's just becoming very, very hard. The, the middle class divide has become uh, far smaller. In, in other words, the people with money um, are going to one end and those who used to be in the middle class are now going down towards the lower end. Mm -hmm. So the middle class has actually shrunk. So um, if I know, if I'm correct, in the US, $70,000 in the US is a good income. Um, and below that, uh, you know, life can be uh, tougher. And if I'm correct, it's around about $40,000 um, is perhaps an average. But, uh, and, and life is tough on that. Look at your health care. That is an absolute killer. I mm. can't believe that. So, how can people afford their health care and live as well? So, you know, something's got to give in the economy somewhere along the line. And I think if you can give people hope by saying, do you know what, your situation isn't really that bad if you apply yourself. Pick up everything you've got, put it on the table, lay it out, get the number in front of you, because once you can see the hill, you can start to attack it. And that's all that it takes is getting that positive mindset and saying, I can do this. And everybody mm -hmm. can do it. You know, right. going out and getting a job, whether it's two jobs or three jobs, and I've worked three jobs in my life. Um, mm -hmm. I was earning excellent money at the time when I used to be a roof plumber. Um, and then on weekends, I'd go and do markets and I'd also deliver newspapers. And that was a long time before I became you know, a financial planner. And a financial planner was a good job. Um, I shouldn't say job, but uh, employment as such. Uh, and I really enjoyed what I did with people because I was helping protect people um, protect their families and um, invest for their futures. But uh, it, it, as I said, you know, it, something's wrong with financial planning when most of it is just about selling product. And, you know, uh, um, over here, <clears throat> we're noticing that it's the men that work with financial planners or uh, people like that. And it's the women who are working with financial coaches, which I think is right. very, very interesting. Um, yep. And they don't want to work in the market. They don't want to be in the market. I get a lot of that. So when they come to me, they're asking for things other than that, anything but in the market, because that's something they have no control over. 
And uh, it's sad. We have a 401k in this country and people get it while they're employed and then they don't know how to work with it from that point on. So they'll once soon as the husband dies or they get a divorce, they go with a financial court uh, coach and get away from the planners and the financial advisors, which I think is pretty interesting. Well, similar sort of thing is going to be happening here before long. Uh, financial coaching is going to take over very much like in a, a few years ago, people laughed at lifestyle coaches. Mm-hmm. And of course, now lifestyle coaches are far more the norm than they used to be. Um, financial planners were revered and considered as being you know, above the cloud type of thing, whereas money coaching mm-hmm. it was like, you can't be serious. You know, you leave that to an accountant. But accountants don't do it. Accountants no. work your history. They don't work with your future. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, people have to have hope for the future. There's three things that people are looking for. They want simple answers to complex problems. They're looking for certainty in an uncertain world, and they're looking for hope. And once they have their money situation under control, They'll have all of that. They need to understand um, simple answers to their money problems, and that's their complex problems. Once they've got that, everything else can be taken care of. Um, but financial planners here in Australia, and I'm sure it'll it'll spread across the world, usually does, um, commissions are being taken away, and it's got to be fee-for-service, and I'm sure there's fee-for-service already in the States. Um, mm-hmm. But financial planners are having trouble justifying the fee for service. What Mm -hmm. is it they actually do once they've sold the life insurance policy or the income protection policy or the 401k? How do they justify ongoing fees? Because the reality is, you know, once it's been done, um, they've got to move on and find a new person to work with. Now, I'm not deriding financial planners at all uh, or insurance agents. And in fact, I consider there to be two. One is an insurance agent and one is a financial planner. Financial planner takes care of your future investments and an insurance agent takes care of your insurance needs and your risk. Um, But with commissions going away now, they're going to be looking for something else to do and they're jumping on the cash flow bandwagon. Uh, They don't care about doing the cash flow. Some will tell you they do. Um, But in the bulk, they don't care about doing the cash flow. They only care about what comes from the cash flow. So um, uh, you've got to look at how genuine are they. And, um, of course, a lot of the older guys like me are out of the industry or getting out of the industry. And the younger people who are coming in, um, they have a different mindset towards working with people. But there's a lot of education and a lot of that sort of thing has got to go on. People still need the help doesn't matter. It's about the money. It's always about the money. The bottom line is it's always about the money. And we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. And at that time, we are going to talk to Navi more about his program and how it can help you. We'll see you in just a minute.
attention, professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, The Art of Selling with Heart, the next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compel to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. So welcome back, everyone. We are talking to Navi Kleinman, and I'm so glad you joined us tonight because he has so much great information about money and and the challenges, particularly that women have. So Navi, is this uh, your program only for women, or can men take that program too? You know, it was developed for uh, for women, but there's some smart men out there who uh, who are looking to use it as well. Um, I know the financial planners that I work with who've taken it out and shown it to their clients. The comment that's come back is, um, it's a no-brainer. It it just makes life so simple. As financial advisors, we had to come up with um, a financial plan to present to clients uh, together with basically a statement of advice. And um, what this does is, it actually gives people a future plan, financial plan, in simple terms that they can see. When the program was developed, I developed it with color and graphics um, mm-hmm. because women are very color oriented and they like to see shapes rather than numbers. And guys are into the bottom line number, mm-hmm. um, whereas women want to be shown and they want things explained to them. So the the program was basically developed for women. Yeah, we're all about the half. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's it's like clothing for women, you know. Um, Women, (laughs) I heard this comment from one woman, women don't dress for guys, women dress for other women. Mm, Good point. 
That's a really good point because I think it's right. I, I agree. If, if we dress for guys, we wouldn't be wearing very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, a guy's isn't question. that right? We, we yeah. wouldn't be wearing too much at all. And we'd all be looking like hoochie mamas. So, you know, we dress for each other instead. It works a lot better. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. I, I love this is one of the reasons why I love working with women because women are very honest in what they say. Um, they may be diplomatic mm -hmm. at times, but they're also very honest in what they say. And they have a totally different perspective on things to guys. Um, I mean, we all know, you know, guys can live with a rough and tumble and it's not a problem. But a woman has feelings and sensitivities that need to be taken into consideration in how you approach things and how you say things. And I think that's one of the things that the program actually does well in as much as how it explains things. There's nothing. Um, it's not rocket science. That was one phrase, I think, that, that throws women is rocket science. Don't put a big fat plan in front of me that I can't read. Even the guys are worse than the women on reading a financial mm -hmm. plan because they just don't want to know. But when you get this put in front of you and you just follow it through, it's like, that's just so logical. Why haven't I ever done this before? All right. So let's talk about that. Logical. What, you know, when you say logical, why is it logical? How is it different from anything else that's out there? You know, I... Th <laughs> There's very few plans that are out there that work the same way that this does. Most plans work on a budget and they have a couple of columns. Money coming in, money going out, what's left? Zero. So, um, and it doesn't matter which way you run, whether you run two columns down, whether you run columns across a page, um, you know, all those sorts of things. The bottom line is it shows you the money that you're working with right now. Um, what this program does, it actually goes through right, right through your whole life. So mm -hmm. it says what you're earning today, let's work on what we know you're going to be, you're, let's say you're age 25 now, and you're going to retire at age 65. We're talking about 40 years worth of income. So if nothing changed from today for the next 40 years, what is your income? We'll put that in there. What are your expenses? So if nothing changed, we know that based on your income and your expenses, you could actually pay a 30-year mortgage off in under 10 years. It, just wow. on your current information. Now, if you did get wage increases, if your expenses did go up, whatever, um, then mm -hmm. you'll, you can adjust for that as you go along. But the program says, let's compress, um, instead of paying that mortgage for 30 years, you've paid it in 10 years. But if you continue using the same money that you are paying towards your mortgage and put that into an investment, you'll have a million dollars by the time you get to retirement. Mm -hmm. It's the same money. You're not, paying your, you're not paying your mortgage off, getting to age 65 and finding I've saved nothing. How am I going to live? Because that's what happens with most people. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, and, you know, one of, let me just say, one of the things that I think is a, the biggest fear 
that the entrepreneurs I work with, because I work with coaches and authors and various business people, they all think that they have to have a million dollars in their bank account by the time that they retire. But I try to tell them they don't really need that. What they need is multiple streams of income. Because if they have different streams of income, if one stops, then they still have three others. And in the Correct. States here, we have Social Security right now. We don't know how long we're going to have it, um, but we do have it. And so that would be one stream. And then some people have life insurance with long-term care, and that would be another stream in the future when they need it, and they're in the most desperate time of their life. But then if they have annuities or they have uh, maybe royalties coming in from something or there could be a, a myriad of different things that they could do. They could have real estate that they have rentals coming in off of. There's all kinds of things. If they have multiple streams of income, they don't need that million dollars by the time they retire. And that's one of the things that I try desperately to, to share with them because they feel Many women feel hopeless because they don't have that big bankroll and they're scared to death. Totally so, great. so Navi, in, in that case, um, tell us more about your program. How would you say it's different from anything else out there? It, it actually gives people hope. It gives them their picture um, just like a roadmap, it, it says, here's your money coming in. This is what you've got to do with it. It actually tells you how much to pay on which debt in which order so that you can eliminate it in the fastest possible manner. And it then says, okay, if you take that same money um, and invest it, this is what you should be having. And it's a very conservative estimate because um, on average now, mortgage interest rates here in Australia are around about 4%. And that's all the program works with. It works with the same interest rate that a mortgage is. Mm -hmm. And we know that you can sometimes get far better rates than 4%. But just working on that, mm. more than enough mm -hmm. money for people to live on when they get to retirement. Because the program goes beyond age 65. Um, mm -hmm. It can go through to age 100. It makes no difference. Um, and you're right with the, the different streams of income as well. Um, what the program's working on at the moment is the one stream of income that most people have. When they understand that multiple streams of income are going to be beneficial and they can do that without working for it, uh, like having a website with a product or an idea or a book or, you know, uh, teaching other people, um, educational programs, all those sorts of things that can generate just a small amount of, of money it makes all of the difference. Like when we started with the credit cards, paying that extra, you know, $50 or $100 a month off will make a huge difference. It works both ways. It'll pay your debt off far more quickly, but it'll also grow your wealth um, in, in the same way. Now, what do you think about um, combining your debt into, you know, debt consolidation at one low payment? What are your thoughts about that? You need to be careful on how you do it. I've seen people mm -hmm. take mortgages and um, the average lifespan of a mortgage is about seven years and then they've got themselves into trouble because they borrowed against the equity and things like that. You know, the credit card's gone berserk. So they'll say, okay, 
let's just refinance the mortgage and consolidate. And Mm -hmm. that is a huge mistake, very simply because people will generally have paid some fortune over that seven years only to refinance not just the amount that's outstanding, but also the new amount of debt. So let's say somebody's had a $300,000 mortgage. Let's say over um, seven years, they've got it down to $250,000, but they've got $50,000 on credit card. They're back up to $300,000 that they're refinancing Mm. over the next 25 or 30 years again. All they've done is rent that um, mortgage for seven years. That money they've paid is all gone. That is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, That's Mm -hmm. the hardest Mm -hmm. part of any mortgage is to start. So I wouldn't say go and refinance a mortgage, Um, but consolidating credit cards into uh, zero interest rate credit cards, low interest rate credit cards, um, I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Even personal loans at a lower interest rate, but get it paid off Mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Yeah, one of my favorites is the the zero interest for a year. I love those credit cards. And <clears throat> I only do one at a time, and it's always for some kind of business improvement is what I use it for. And then what I do is I have my assistant divide out the 12 months and how much I have to pay every month so that it's paid off at the end. Otherwise, the interest on that credit card is going to be exorbitant. Yes. So, uh, and and those come those um, zero interest credit cards. If you have decent credit, they'll send you know they'll send you the application automatically. But right. I I suggest you only do one at a time, and there's always a fee to move that money from one group credit cards onto that one credit card. I just want you to know, sometimes it's 2%, sometimes it's 3%. Make sure you look so that you're prepared mentally for that additional cost. But that's one of my favorite things to do is to borrow other people's money to accomplish my own personal goals. (laughs) Absolutely, because what you have to remember is banks don't make money out of people who pay their debts on time. Right, that's right. All right. Well, we're going to take another break for just a minute, and we will be right back with Navi Kleinman. Attention professional authors, coaches, and small business owners. What if you could increase your sales authentically without scripts or the pain of rejection? If you are a realtor, you can make more sales without the fear of being salesy. If you are an entrepreneur, you can eliminate the fear of feeling pushy, get more referrals, and add more money to your bank account with less effort. Welcome to Compel Don't Sell, the art of selling with heart. The next generation in relationship sales brought to you by Maximize Your Wealth Now. The reason that I took this course is because I needed to know how to market and sell in a way that doesn't make me feel bad. Compel Don't Sell totally comes from the heart and connects with people in a way that fits my style. 
and how I would like to approach people. And it gave me the benefit of refining what I think and say about my business in a way that's professional, but still very warm and nurturing. I invested in Shirlene's uh, Compelled to Sell sales training program. And I just knew immediately that she was the person that I wanted to work with. The reason I took this course was because I felt like there were a lot of new things that Shirlene had to offer that I had not experienced before. That's why I took the class because I wanted to sort of up-level my sales skills. And thank you, Shirlene, for this amazing class. If you want to learn how to perfect your sales performance, build your bank account, and connect with more of your favorite clients, enter your contact information, and we'll show you how to use heartfelt sales to connect with more of the right prospects and significantly increase your income. Go to MaximizeYourWealthNow.com. Shirlene Reeves, your host, and we are back with Navi Kleinman from Australia, and we've been having this awesome conversation about women in money, and I know how men sneak in on these things because a lot of us work primarily with women, but the men find that what the women are doing is pretty awesome, and so they will jump in on it too, and I love that they can be a part of this as well with Navi's programs. So Navi, what I'd like you to do is tell me the benefit of your program. What is the bottom line benefit for where people are going when they've accomplished the last page of your program? Okay, so, it's the beginning of their journey. It's the beginning of the next step. What they've done is they've put all of their information in. The program's come back and said, here is your future. And all you need to do is follow it. Um, and is and this online? You do this online? Yes, it is, Shirlene. Um, mm-hmm. Everything is online. It can be accessed anywhere in the world from where you can get access to, a, to an internet. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's so easy to follow and pick up. And does it matter whether it's a Mac or a PC? No, uh, because it's online, uh, it is not uh, Mac or PC specific. Mm, okay. And so what people do is they go there and they um, they fill out information. Is that right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which it's means they have to open the envelopes. <laughs> they do have to open the envelope, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, just trying to think of an analogy, but um, it, it's like you can't have a funeral having a without having a body in the coffin. But, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <yeah>. Um, <laughs> okay. Look, you've got to, um, to dig a hole, you've got to have a, a, a spade or a shovel or your hands or whatever, but you've got to do the work. You're not going to achieve anything, even if you're going to build a house. You've got to have plans to build the house. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much that you'll do in life. You won't make any decision in life without first thinking about it. So mm-hmm. thinking is part of a planning process. People spend far more time 
planning their holidays and they plan the rest of their life, you know, their retirement, which is Or birthday parties. Birthday parties. (laughs) My favorite phrase is people don't plan to fail. They just fail to plan. Correct. And it is so true. Part of the reason is because it means working, but I think part of the, the other reason is they don't think they can do it. Mm-hmm. And everybody can do it. Nobody was born with less brain cells than the person next to them who's been successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody has that opportunity to be successful. They've just got to take action. And that's mm-hmm. always the bottom line. Doing something is better than doing nothing. And if you wait until tomorrow, then today is a lost opportunity. Mm. That's beautiful. So tell me, Navi, you know, what can people do today to make a difference in their debt issue? Well, as I said, they've got to do something. But if we're talking specifically about my program, um, I'm at a bit of a disadvantage uh, because I've just swapped my uh, my uh, website platforms over. But I'm expecting to have it back up this afternoon. And if people want to, I will give them uh, a free report, which is normally $295. But mm. I will give it to them free at this particular point in time uh, because I'm getting ready to relaunch the program. Um, and all they need to do is send me their email so I can send them the link as soon as I've got it live at askask at money, M-O-N-E-Y-R-U-L-E-S dot com dot A-U. So that's ask at moneyrules.com.au. And what the report will do, it's just one Wait page. Nobby, I just want to clarify. So it's ask at moneyrules.com.au. Okay, yes. the at sign. We need that at sign. So ask at moneyrules.com.au. Okay, Correct. go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. So so what this one page does, it, one of the things that I've found is um, people would say, I'd rather have you do it for me. You know, I'm a technophobe. Um, I don't like computer programs. I don't understand it. Um, so what I did was... Um, We've worked one single page, and all you've got to do is follow it down the page and enter your details into the page. It is so, so simple to do. Um, And then you hit the submit button. And once you hit the submit button, what happens is it comes back to our office. We get it entered into the program. Um, So it's all fully set up with inside the program. It will generate a report and I will email that report back to that person and it will say, here is your current situation and here is what your future could be, even if you do nothing. So they immediately know whether they're going to be better off or not. And I'll guarantee that 99.9% of the time, people will immediately be better off in having done that than doing nothing. Now, obviously, they're going to, if they're happy with that, they're going to end up needing to buy the program to see how to do it going forward. And um, it just makes sense. But they could do even better. 
because what the program has done is just taken the information without any optimization whatsoever. What they need to do then is sit down and go through the optimization process. And the optimization process is, do I pay the highest interest first or the lowest interest or the medium interest? Do I start culling some of the expenses that I've got? Do I cut back on which expenses I'm paying that I shouldn't be? Um, is there something else that I should be looking at? So you'll generally find this inside the program. I've had people who were spending money on cigarettes and they've given up cigarettes. Um, and that can be a heck of a lot of money to save a year. Mm -hmm. Once you pay that down on uh, the debts, it makes a heck of a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and just small things. It doesn't mean that people need to deprive themselves. This is not a budget. Mm -hmm. This is about modifying their behaviour. So, you know, even women who were spending, I don't know, $50 a week on clothing or setting aside $50 a week on clothing, and we just change that to $50 a fortnight. What's a fortnight? Yeah, I, you know, the moment I said it, I knew I tripped up. <laughs> a fortnight is bi-weekly. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have even put that into my program because it's an That's American an business. Aussie term. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So now so, we have the definition of a fortnight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, so just, you know, modifying how they do things. Um, people spending $100 a week on takeaway food. Modifying that behaviour. Yeah. Yeah, takeouts. Uh, yeah. Modifying that behaviour too. Look, instead of spending $100 a week on takeaway food or takeout food, how about you spend $150 on one night in the month and make it a really good night? And the rest yeah. of the time you eat at home. So we've just saved people $350. Yes. Oh, sorry, $250. Right, so two hundred and fifty dollars times that by twelve months, and there's a heck of a difference. But they yes. still they, they haven't been deprived of that really good night out for one hundred and fifty dollars. But right. what they that makes what sense. Are, yeah, they're using their hundred dollars a week far better. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's what I meant by going through what it is that they're doing and finding the money that they can use that they didn't even know they had. That's exactly. what it's all about. And it sounds like they're going to see that in your program as well. And, you know, Navi, I think it's been awesome having you on the show with me. I'm so grateful that you stepped in and shared all this with us, that our time has come to an end as it does so quickly every week. Wow. And I want to thank you. My pleasure. Look, thank you very much for having me on. It, it's been far too long, Jolene, and um, I would just like to do whatever I can to help um, the people who are listening and um, get them further in their future. And I want you all, uh, he's offered you a free service at ask, A-S-K, at moneyrules.com.au. You can go there and find out where you stand. And it's free. What more could you ask? So until next week, I just want to say thank you for joining us tonight. 
And I hope you had something you could take away with you that will make a difference in your life. And we'll see you next week at 6 p.m. on Ascended Masters at Work with your host, Shirlene Reeves. See you then. Thank you for joining us on Ascended Masters at Work Radio. We hope you've gained insights that will change the way you do business, generate a consistent income, and provide a new enlightened path toward financial freedom and designing the lifestyle of your dreams. Join us again next Wednesday, live at 6 p.m. Pacific Time on BBS Radio. Don't forget to get in the queue early to receive your personalized business coaching experience. And if you simply can't wait to purchase Shirlene's book, Selling Through Your Heart, empowering you to build relationships for financial freedom at sellingthroughyourheart.com.